Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Moving to a new place can be rough. Not only do you have to learn a new environment, there is also the hassle of finding some place to live. Baldassar Forestier learned this the hard way when he left his home in Italy in 1901. Baldassar had begun his life in Sicily in 1879 before moving to America at the turn of the century. He'd had a huge argument with his father about his future. His father wanted him to stay in Italy and abide by what he thought was best for him. But Baldassar had other plans. He wanted to run his own business, build a life for himself halfway across the world. He defied his father's wishes and set off on his own for California. He purchased 10 acres of farmland in Fresno, intent on capitalizing on the warm climate by starting his own citrus empire. As he started planting fruit trees and cultivating grapevines on his property, however, he noticed two problems with his new home. First, it was too hot. The temperatures in Fresno during the summer often reached as high as 120 degrees Fahrenheit, which made working in the fields a grueling endeavor for the new farmer. Second, the land he purchased was worthless. The soil was too hard, and the climate too dry. And not to mention that it got so cold during the winter that everything died. Nothing could grow in such a harsh environment. But Baldazar tried anyway. All summer, he picked and dug and planted until he couldn't take the sun's aggressive heat any longer. Except he couldn't retreat to his farmhouse. Air conditioning didn't exist yet, so his choices were either to boil in the fields or boil in the house. Then he remembered something about his home back in Italy, how cool it was in the darkened catacombs under the streets. Baldazar needed some place to get out of the heat, and the only way he would get one is if he dug it himself which is exactly what he did. He dug himself a cellar on his land where he could rest in the shade during the middle of the day and then get back to work when things cooled down. He loved it. Ducking underground dropped his surrounding temperature by 20 degrees, and it gave him an idea. What if he could do more than rest in his little spot? What if he could not only beat the heat, but also Mother Nature at her own game? The farmland above ground may have been worthless, but Citrus had a better chance down where it was cooler and the fruit could be protected from things like wind and frost during the winter months. He dug a little more, and a little more after that. He even got his brother to help him. Eventually, he was able to carve out a spot big enough to plant a citrus grove with clear access to sunlight and rain, but shielded from animals, human hands, and troublesome weather. And it worked. Oranges, lemons, grapefruits, and grapes flourished in the cool, damp environment the Forestier brothers had dug out. Not content with having fixed his farming situation, though, Balthazar set out to fix his living situation as well. He built himself a new house on the property, bigger and properly cooled for those sweltering summer months. He crafted new patios and grottos in which to relax away from the heat. Winding hallways connected 65 rooms, each adorned with custom stonework and greenery, and he was able to enjoy it throughout the building process, which took over 40 years to complete. And 40 years does sound like a long time to build a house, but that's because it isn't easy digging and moving 10 acres worth of dirt, even with the help of your own brother. 
Rather than build his new home on top of his land, Baldassar kept digging out his space away from the heat. He took his love for the Italian catacombs even further by digging out a kitchen, complete with a wood-burning stove, as well as a bathroom and multiple bedrooms. He turned the citrus grove into an open courtyard with over 20 varieties of trees, and they're still growing and producing fruit today. The Forestier Underground Gardens are a tourist destination today, maintained by Baldazar's descendants. The location has even become a popular destination for weddings. If only Baldazar had lived long enough to see what he'd created become so popular. After all, it was he who said, To make something with a lot of money, that is easy. But to make something out of nothing, now that is something. You might be surprised to learn that what we know about the ocean pales in comparison to what we know about space. Even though over 70% of the Earth is covered by water, we've only explored roughly 5% of it. A total of three people have been to the deepest part of the ocean in the Marianas Trench, while four times that number have been to the moon. And given our preoccupation with life on other planets, it's no wonder we've spent most of our time and energy focusing on what's above us instead of what's below us. Just think what might have happened, or not happened, had deep-sea fortune hunter Peter Lindbergh not been focused on the ocean floor. In the summer of 2011, Lindbergh and his Ocean X team were on a mission. They'd been scouring the depths of the Baltic Sea between Sweden and Finland in search of sunken ships. The treasures they were seeking weren't gold or jewels, though, but wine and other spirits. As it turns out, alcohol recovered from shipwrecks sells for a pretty penny. They'd been sweeping the area for hours at 285 feet below, but the team's sonar had come up empty. They couldn't give up, though. Not yet. Not with the jackpot awaiting them aboard some sunken wreck. So they kept at it, watching for any changes on the screen, when suddenly, something appeared. It was big and round, and it didn't make a lick of sense. The object measured 60 feet in diameter, and there was a deep track in the ground behind it. Whatever it was, it had traveled roughly a thousand feet before coming to a stop. The divers took their finding public. Nothing they had encountered at that depth had that shape. It was unnaturally circular, and its size should have prevented it from moving so far along the ocean floor. Lindbergh wondered if maybe it hadn't come from nature. Maybe it hadn't come from Earth at all. While geologists have claimed the object is nothing more than a very large rock formation, that hasn't stopped enthusiasts and conspiracy theorists from speculating about what has become known as the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Tabloids and websites picked up Lindbergh's story immediately, taking their cues from him and reporting the mysterious object as a sunken UFO. And if that had been the only instance of such an oddity, the story might have died there. However, what they'd found in the Baltic Sea was not the only one of its kind. Online groups that investigate USOs, unidentified submersible objects, stumbled upon something similar and equally as strange as Lindbergh's anomaly. USO enthusiasts had been trawling images of the ocean floor in Google Earth when they too noticed something disc-shaped. This discovery happened to be at the bottom of the North Atlantic. It measured almost three miles wide, and there was a 46-mile-long trench behind it. Yep, 
the object had also moved. Again, experts were quick to dispel any notions of extraterrestrial activity. Their story was, and will continue to be, that the object is just a large rock of some kind. But that hasn't been enough to dissuade the hopefuls. These objects are impossibly circular, so much so that they don't look organic, and the one in the North Atlantic hasn't shown any signs of stopping its migration. Why would something so large and heavy continue to move as far as it has already? And the answer is, no one knows for certain. But it doesn't look like any submarines are planning an expedition anytime soon. Until then, these underwater anomalies will continue to confound skeptics and inspire dreamers. There's still a good chance that life exists beyond our planet. We just don't know where we'll find it. We'll continue looking among the stars. But we shouldn't forget that there's a whole world to explore right here on this rock we call home. Maybe all we need to do is look a little closer below the surface. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.